the Archbishop of Canterbury, who's head of the Church of England, will ask millions of British subjects around the world to swear allegiance to King Charles during his coronation next Saturday. The public pledge, dubbed a chorus of millions, is one of several striking changes to the ancient ceremony. Female clergy will play a prominent role for the first time, and the king himself will pray out loud. Here's our religion editor, Aline McBall. Laying her hand upon the Bible, she reaffirms her oath. We now know there's much in the coronation service that won't change, not just from 1953, but from centuries of coronations before it. So help me God. This is the Bible Queen Elizabeth kissed during her coronation service. And this, the brand new one on which the king will swear his oaths. Those oaths go unchanged, but before them, the Archbishop of Canterbury will explain the church wants to ensure people of all faiths and beliefs live freely. So there's nothing that offends against uh, Christian worship, but we are very clear that our society today is very different from 1953, and that means there needs to be a clear recognition of all the elements of society. Well, those new details from Lambeth Palace show there will be a hymn sung in Welsh, in Irish Gaelic and Scottish Gaelic, but also that for the first time there will be significant involvement from people of non-Christian backgrounds, both during the service and also with faith leaders greeting the King at the end of it. These elements are no surprise for a King who's long been known for his engagement with people of other faiths. Come and have a seat. He's formed a long association with Holocaust survivors, and this year he met with Martin Stern, a man who survived the Nazi concentration camps and came to Britain as a 12-year-old. To be received by the head of state of this fantastic country, you know, it's beyond words. It means a terrific lot. We were treated as rubbish, you know, fit to be burnt ground up and disposed of in landfill. Uh, and here I was having tea with the King and the Queen. Though there will be many who criticise how exclusive the monarchy is, that service here in Westminster Abbey will still be, by far, the most inclusive there's ever been. Ali McBool, BBC News. Well, as we heard, the Pledge of Allegiance, or the homage of the people, to give it its official title, marks a break with tradition. Previously, only lords at the coronation service had to recite a form of words. So this is the text of the pledge. It reads, I swear that I will pay true allegiance to your majesty and your heirs and successors according to law, so help me God. Other countries, of course, like the United States, require a patriotic verse to be recited by governing officials and in most schools on a daily basis. And although the coronation is a rare event and the homage entirely optional, it is something new here in Britain. Well, Jack Royston is the chief royal correspondent for Newsweek, and I asked him what he made of the pledge's inclusion, given that it wasn't in the 1953 ceremony. Obviously, social media didn't exist in 1953, and I can't help wonder whether maybe that's what they're thinking. You know, obviously, if people are going to do it, you can imagine there's a good chance they're going to film themselves doing it and post it onto Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or whatever they use. Um, but I do also slightly wonder whether they might have kind of opened a door here for anti-monarchy campaigners to kind of get a new tool for 
uh, for raising their campaign at the coronation. Obviously, it's a big day for them as well, which they've been preparing for for many, many years as well. Um, and that I could well believe that they might well hijack it with a slightly alternative message for the king on coronation day. Yes, you think it does open them up uh, to a bit of vulnerability there. And also, I suppose uh, the question is millions of people uh, around the world. I mean, at a time when there are places in the Commonwealth who are talking about breaking away, uh, you know, would you expect millions of people to be you know, shouting at the telly, you know, in terms of shouting their allegiance or maybe just shouting at the telly? Well, absolutely, in those Commonwealth realms, um, you're talking about countries like Jamaica, um, which has given a very strong indication that there's going to be a, an independent referendum. So, yes, you're right. I would imagine in, in some of those countries, it's much more likely to be shouting at the TV. Um, and, you know, the word allegiance is a strong word for a lot of people. And I think particularly in those countries that were part of the empire many, many years ago and have been on a long journey towards becoming nations that stand on their own two feet and um, are much, yeah, much more independent from Britain. But I think, honestly, I think there probably will be quite a lot of people in, in Britain, too, who see that issue the same way and would not particularly view their relationship of, with monarchy as one in which they pledged allegiance. But of course, for the royalists, this, you know, I'm, I'm sure there will absolutely be people doing this. And you might remember that after the Queen died, um, there were crowds gathered outside the gates of Buckingham Palace who kind of spontaneously burst into singing God Save the King. So I think those are the people who are going to be doing the, this Pledge of Allegiance. Yes, it's, um, we had this poll recently for Panorama, the BBC's Panorama programme, didn't we, from YouGov, which uh, looked at the support for the monarchy. And it was people who were the, the over 65s were the most likely to say that they supported the monarchy. And in 18, there was a 78% support among them. And 18 to 24-year-olds, the least likely, with just 32% uh, backing the monarchy. So it is, it is really the sort of the younger generation they need to be targeting isn't it? Absolutely. And I think one of the real uh, one of the real issues for that younger generation is Britain's history with colonialism and the royal family's role in that history. And if you view this through the prism of that subject and the kind of Pledge of Allegiance does actually feel probably quite old school, I think, to that 18 to 24 age bracket. And it's absolutely not the kind of thing that's going to bring them back around to monarchy. Um, but no doubt, the kind of thing that might bring them back around to monarchy is having a long weekend in which you, hopefully there'll be a bit of nice weather and they can go out and actually have some fun. Jack Royston there from Newsweek.